Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Garth Rosal, and I'm the MLA for Vermilion Lloydminster Wainwright. I will be your MC uh, for today's event. I'm so pleased to welcome Health Minister Jason Copping to our wonderful corner of the province to mark the government's ongoing commitment to strong rural health care. Also joining me today is Andrea Thane Liptak, the Senior Operating Officer for Rural uh, Acute Care for the Central Zone. And um, we were going to have Dr. Cheyenne Vetter here, but she's uh, in uh, delivering a baby. So that's what's going on today. Earlier today, I had the pleasure of being part of another event to celebrate the addition of a new CT scanner right here in the Wainwright Community uh, Health Center. I'd um, like to again express our thanks to the Wainwright CT Scanner Fundraising Committee, supported by the Wainwright and District Health Foundation, the Wainwright Rotary Club, and the Wainwright bumper-to-bumper um, uh, uh, -bumper, uh, local owner for the substantial contribution that they made to the CT scanner in Wainwright. Because of the efforts of the committee and the generosity of the community, we have a state-of-the-art diagnostic equipment that will benefit area residents for years to come. This new full-body CT equipment allows patients in the region access to expanded diagnostic imaging procedures sooner. CT scanners are critical diagnostic tools that enhance the ability to screen for more uh, for and more accurately diagnose medical conditions such as internal bleeding, lung disorders, and cancer. Having this service right here in our community reduces the need for many local patients to travel to other communities, potentially reducing the time between diagnos diagnosis and treatment. It's through dedication of the committee and the community members that this project was possible. Thank you for supporting patient care in your community. And that is the reason why we're here today, to announce what else is being done in rural communities across the province and investments government is making to make sure all Albertans have the care they need, where and when they need it, regardless of where they live. I will now invite um, Minister of Health, Jason Copping, to the podium to tell you more about the investments government is making to help improve health services in a rural area. Minister Coffey. Oops. Thanks, Garth. Thank you. Thanks again, Emily Roswell, and thanks for all you do for representing you know, uh, rural Albertans, particularly here in uh, in Wainwright, and uh, and all the work that we've done together in terms of promoting uh, and you know finding out how do we improve our healthcare system uh, and particularly access to equitable health uh, services across the entire province. And, and I'm very happy to be here today to announce some great initiatives for the future of rural health care. And it's fitting that we are here on the same day as a ribbon cutting for the new CT scanner at the Wainwright Health Centre, and to also thank all those in the community who contributed generously to make this new imaging equipment a reality. The Wainwright and District Community Health Foundation's partnership and hard work made it possible for community members to access another important piece of health equipment closer to home. So once again, thank you. Our engagement tour last summer provided the opportunity for people to directly inform healthcare policy in Alberta. And once again, I want to thank uh, Emily Roswell, who joined us on all 44 stops across the entire province. I'm also grateful for every one of the local frontline healthcare workers and community leaders who gave of their time to share with us what we're doing right, where we need to improve, and most importantly, what we can do to make things better. 
And the first thing that was abundantly clear was that we have the best healthcare workers in the world, and we need the resources and supports to match. These discussions directly informed Budget 2023, which makes record investments in healthcare to build a stronger, more flexible, and innovative health system with better access to care. By addressing key areas of the healthcare system, including pressures facing rural healthcare, such as upgrading and modernizing facilities, Albertans can have better access to the high-quality care they need where and when they need it. Budget 2023 makes targeted investments to expand capacity across our entire healthcare system. The Alberta Surgical Initiative Capital Program invests $237 million to create more spaces for surgeries, including $120 million for projects in 15 communities to expand and modernize operating rooms. The Rural Health Facilities Revitalization Program received an additional $75 million through Budget 2023, and this program revitalizes rural health facilities throughout the provinces, focusing on smaller centers in underserved rural areas, and strengthens supports in emergency departments, urgent care centers, and emergency medical services. We also earmarked planning dollars in the budget for new or modernized facilities in many other areas, like Bassano, Cardston, and Whitecourt. But we know health care investment can't just be focused in our larger cities. We are ensuring everyone has access to the same high quality of service in every corner of our province. And we know it's not just about adding more money and building or modernizing facilities. Improving rural health care also means investing in our workforce so that doctors, allied health professionals, nurses, EMS workers, and other health care practitioners are available to all Albertans right in their own communities. Earlier this month, we released the Health Workforce Strategy. It outlines actions already being taken and those we need to take to retain and support our healthcare workers and identify new and better ways to attract and train new ones. The strategy involves actions to evolve and adapt the ways that, that healthcare workers deliver care so we can have a sustainable workforce for the future. It also includes expanding access to learning opportunities in rural areas so that more students can train closer to home. Budget 2023 provides almost $200 million over the next three years to expand training spaces for healthcare workers across the province. That, this includes $113 million to add residency training spaces, particularly in family medicine and other key specialties, for the record expansion and medical school spaces that we announced earlier this month. These new spaces will be part of a streamlined process for students in Alberta to make sure they don't have to leave the province to further their training including offering training opportunities in Lethbridge and in Grand Prairie, and that's just for a start. Growing, attracting, and retaining local talent is also essential to the overall picture of addressing rural health challenges. Research shows that when students are able to learn and train in the, their local communities, they are more likely to practice closer to home as well. When Albertans have access to healthcare practitioners that are familiar with the local needs of the community, they can expect better health outcomes. And we are applying the same approach to nursing and other health professions. As many of you know here today, in Wainwright, a first-of-its-kind undergraduate nursing degree program allows students to learn and train right here in their community. Now, I can go on for a much longer time, but there are other voices you should hear from today. 
So I'm proud of the work that we are doing together to make meaningful change for rural Albertans. Our government, along with AHS, community and local organizations, and all of you are working hard to protect quality, publicly funded health care, grow capacity in the system, and support the best frontline health care workers in the world. There is still a lot of work to do. A one-size-fits-all approach is not the right answer. And we need to listen to those to navigate these unique challenges every day. That said, these new investments, together with the actions we're already taking and your continued input to address access to rural health supports, will continue to move us in the right direction. So once again, thank you so much for coming here this afternoon. And I'd like to invite Andrea Thane-Liptak, Senior Operating Officer for the Rural Acute Care with AHS in the Central Zone, to say a few words. Andrea. Good afternoon. Thank you, Minister Copping, MLA Roswell, and everyone joining us here this afternoon. My name is Andrea Thane-Liptak. I am a settler, a wife, and a mother, and I am Alberta Health Services Senior Operating Officer for Rural Acute Care, Allied Health, Primary Care, and Indigenous Health here in Central Zone. I am pleased to be here this afternoon on behalf of the Central Zone Leadership Team and the Senior Leadership Team with AHS. Ensuring that Albertans have access to health care no matter where they live is of utmost importance to AHS, and we are committed to meeting the health needs of our diverse rural communities now and into the future. Access to health care requires access to health care facilities that support the delivery of safe, high-quality care and meet the needs of the community. Integral to meeting the needs of our communities is ensuring that as they age, our facilities continue to be renovated and modernized whenever possible. Our rural sites across Alberta have and will continue to support the care for multiple generations of residents through all stages of their lives. It is in walls like these here in Wainwright that babies are born, injuries are treated, diagnoses made, and continuing and palliative care are provided. We are grateful for the government's commitment to helping us enhance rural hospitals and health facilities through supports like the Rural Health Facilities Revitalization Program. This program is helping support important redevelopments to critical areas like emergency departments, including the emergency department at the Wetaskiwin Hospital and Care Centre. Once complete, that project will transform the emergency department into a bright, modern space much like the emergency department here in, in Wainwright, which was also recently renovated. Of course, keeping facilities up to date is just one part of supporting rural health care. Without the staff and physicians needed to provide the care, the bricks and mortar don't get us very far. Providing the broad range of services required to meet the needs of rural Albertans is no easy task, and it is critical we retain and recruit a healthy workforce to do that. As we're all aware, there are challenges in the recruitment and retention of nurses and other health professionals everywhere, but especially in our rural communities. These challenges are not unique to AHS and are being experienced nationally and internationally. That does not mean we're being discouraged in our efforts. In fact, AHS has implemented a wide range of solutions to support recruitment efforts across the province. Building and strengthening our valued healthcare workforce is important not only to support the wellness of our people, but also the wellness of our rural communities. AHS continues to look for creative ways to retain and build our workforce, 
to support our current people and by extension the patients we care for and focus on our priorities. Investments like the ones Minister Copping has highlighted today will help us get there. But we know we can't get there alone. It will absolutely take ongoing collaboration with our partners and our communities. And we know collaboration is not something that our rural communities shy away from. There are plenty of examples from right here in Wainwright that demonstrate what we can achieve when we work together in support of rural health care. It has been mentioned earlier today we celebrated the opening of the new full-body CT scanner, which is an operation providing critical diagnoses for patients not far from where we're standing today. We are proud to have procured a full-body CT scanner that is innovative and industry-leading with the most clinical versatility and image resolution we have yet seen. We're prouder still of the collaboration and support received from so many to bring this project to life. I was also delighted to be here just a few short months ago to attend the celebration of the successful Rural RN program that is also a homegrown Wainwright project. It is another example of how working together we can and are enhancing rural health care. Providing more opportunities to learn and train allows more students to pursue health care careers. When we also do that close to home, like through the RN program here, we know there is a higher chance those students will want to stay in the community to practice as healthcare professionals. AHS looks forward to continuing to collaborate with post-secondary partners across the province to support hands-on learning opportunities, especially in our rural areas, for our healthcare providers of the future. I was now going to introduce my colleague, Cheyenne Vetter, who is the Facility Medical Director here at the Wainwright Health Centre. But as uh, MLA Roswell said, she is actively delivering a baby at the moment, which is just where we want her. Uh, so instead, I'll turn it back over to you, MLA Roswell. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for uh, the speakers for uh, participating today, uh, Minister Copping and Andrea Thane Liptak for taking part in the event. So thank you. Thank you for coming. And to all those who are able to join us uh, today, uh, this concludes our formal part of the announcement. And I now turn it over to Mark for the media portion of our program. Mark. Thank you, Emily Roswell. Um, we'll go straight to the phones today. Uh, operator, can you put through our first caller? McQuaid, Western Producer. Uh, good morning. Um, you've, you've announced quite a few, uh, or gone over quite a few of the, the budget investments. Um, I guess from uh, Albertans' perspective, I mean, you, we have 33 mostly rural hospital units that are either emergency rooms or are uh, closed or they've bed closures. We have Hardesty, which has been uh, its ER has been closed for three years, uh, and it, I guess I, I'm not sure if that's going to be opened again. I guess, what do you tell Albertans who are dealing with this? What, what when are they going to? When can they anticipate seeing these investments bearing fruit regarding those issues? Well, thanks so much for the question. And, and this is, you know, we heard this loud and clear, uh, MLA Roswell and I, when we were traveling the province in terms of the challenges where we have temporary closures at a number of locations across the, uh, across the province. The, uh, and the big issues associated, quite frankly, is staff. Right. There's not enough staff to be able to maintain the uh, maintain the services. So, you know, to be able to address that uh, and, and one more piece of context, this is, you know, not necessarily a new issue, but it's more it's been certainly been exacerbated by uh, by COVID. And it's not an issue unique 
to Alberta. It's actually an issue that we're being seen across the the entire country. And that's why, you know, a, a huge part of being able to provide service for uh, rural Alberta is is staffing. And we need different models uh, and different approaches to get the staff that we, that we need. So, you know, as part of the, you know, um, you know, I mentioned in remarks earlier today, our, our health uh, workforce strategy uh, has a number of components and it's going to be key to be able to, uh, to uh, uh, provide Albertans with the access they, they need to health service, particularly in rural Alberta. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why actually we came to Wainwright because to showcase, you know, some of the innovation that's going on right here, uh, you know, where you have a partnership between University of Calgary, uh, between the uh, AHS Wainwright Hospital, um, where uh, local students uh, are doing their, um, you know, first two years for nursing program through the U of C online. Um, then they're working here in the uh, in the hospital for the on the job training, and uh, I, I, I fully anticipate they'll be getting job offers uh, as we as we go through that. And, and this and this is one uh, this is you know this program. Uh, you know I know that uh, AHS Central Zone is looking at other locations we can roll that out uh, to in in coordination with the University of Calgary, and that's just one example of the uh, the efforts that we're moving forward with. You know others include. Um, significant investments in uh, in funding seats across the entire provinces for nurses, uh, paramedics, uh, the doctors program, and even the doctors program that I mentioned in, in my notes. You know, it's not only funding the seat increase the seats at uh, and over a hundred uh, seats at U of C and U of A in terms of, of uh, uh, medical students, but with a focus on. Uh, rural uh, family physicians, and it's and it's those family physicians that that actually staff our rural hospitals. Um, but a focus on that, uh, and then having not only you know maybe they're going to be do the first two years at U of C and U of A, but then be able to do their clerkship the next two years of their programs and their residencies outside of the major cities, based on the based on the premise that if you uh, uh, recruit local. Uh, train local and then hire local, uh, people are more more uh, likely to stay local. And then in addition to all the changes we're making on the immigration front uh, and streamlining the certification processes. So, um, you know, uh, help is on the way. We are actually having some uh, some successes. You know, you take a look at Lethbridge, you take a look at Medicine Hat, for example, to do two, uh, two examples where uh, we've done a significant job of recruiting uh, family doctors uh, who are in our, who are already start practicing. Um, so I, I, I fully appreciate, you know, the impact. Uh, and uh, MLA Roswell and I heard this loud and courage traveling the province that when we have to temporarily shut down services, um, these are services in terms of, you know, uh, delivering of babies or emergency departments. People need to go far further to be able to get those services. Um, we need to get them back up and running. Um, you know, our health workforce strategy and the investment that Budget 2023 helps, helps support that will, will help make a difference both short, medium, and, uh, and long-term. Thanks, Alex. Do you have a follow-up? Yeah, just maybe I'll, on the timeline. I, I'm not sure I, if I've got a idea on timeline like i take it years but but that's that's uh my next question is basically hard to see er three years it's been closed when will it open yeah so 
For each and every, I know, you know, I receive uh, updated reports in terms of temporary closures for uh, each and every location. Uh, there are plans in place, and I know that, you know, whether it be Hardesty or, or other locations across the province, you know, local AHS is working with the local municipalities and, and working very hard to uh, recruit. Once they get the finalized recruitment, they will be able to, uh, to, to reopen. Uh, so I don't have an exact date for you there, but there is, there's targets for each one of them. And, and, and again, you know, when I look at the, uh, when I look Look at the um, the targets on that. You know, we're talking some. You know, some of them are into uh, this this spring. Some of them are going to actually slide. Um, you know, a few more months later. But you know, there's active work being done by by AHS. Um, you know, additional funding being in in terms of recruitment internationally, uh, as well as you know, looking forward to the uh, uh, the nursing cadre from both the U of C and U of A. Um, everyone graduating in the very near future, and and uh, and I understand that uh, the vast majority of them have already been got job offers, and uh, and hopefully we'll be starting very soon. Thank you, Minister Operator. Can you put through our next caller, Michelle Belfontaine, CBC. Oh, hi there. Uh, this is a question for Minister Copping. I hope you can hear me. I'm on a speakerphone. You can hear me. Are you fine? Um, oh, excellent. Okay, thank you for confirming that, um, Minister. I wanted to talk to you, ask you about. The- private surgical facilities and anesthesiologists. And I know that you've you've spoken, you've been asked about this in recent days, and you've talked about how it's all one public system. Um, But I'm I'm just wondering, like, how how does this work? Like, so you've got a number, you've got a a static number of anesthesiologists, right? And you're doing more uh, procedures in these private surgical facilities. So are you going to be relying on these anesthesiology care teams where you've got a couple of uh, respiratory therapists who are working with the uh, anesthesiologist who is supervising? Is that the model that will be used in these private surgical facilities? Yeah, in terms of the the actual specific model that's being used, that's a clinical decision, and I, and I can't comment on that right now. But but I can tell you, like as you, you you've indicated, that is a um, this is one public system. So like even right now. Um, when surgeries are being done, it's, you know, AHS will, um, uh, will ensure um, that, you know, you have the operating room available, the equipment that's available, uh, and all the surgical staff, um, with the exception of the doctors and the anesthesiologists. Um, so it's basically, it's a room in the, in the team, uh, and then they will assign the, you know, the, the, the patient and the, uh, the, uh, the surgeon and the anesthesiologist to get it done. With the, with it, and the charter surgical facilities, are no different. This is again instead of you know, for example, we use a Calgary example. Instead of going to do the surgeries uh, at the uh, and the anesthesiology being signed to the OR at the uh, uh, at the upper room in the Rocky View, uh, they're they're assigned at the charge surgical facility with the patient to do that, and the charge surgical facility is providing the 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 operating room, the equipment, and the. Um, uh, and the surgical staff, with the exception of the doctors, to be able to do that. So this is, but it's all. One system. It's you know by leveraging chartered surgical facilities, you know what we're able to do is is we get you know uh, more efficient su- surgeries done. So I guess you get more surgeries done in in the uh, in the same amount of uh, uh, amount of time, uh, and then those efficiencies you know also translate into you know um, a lower cost. So we can reinvest that money to get uh, to get more surgeries done. Because what this really is all about is expanding our capacity. Uh, within our our entire system, so we can get caught up on surgeries because the wait times are far too long. Now they are coming down. You know, we get the the number of people who are uh, outside of recommended wait times is coming down, but we still need to make more progress. Uh, we still need to make more progress on it. But this gives us the capacity to do that. Michelle, do you have a follow up? Yes, thank you. I do. 
But I don't understand, Minister, like you've got the same number of anesthesiologists, but you're doing more surgeries that require anesthesiology. So how are you making up the difference? So, well, it's, it's a, so I appreciate, you know, that um, anesthesiology and there's a, uh, a shortage of anesthesiologists across the entire, um, you know, across the province and across the, uh, the country. So we are making a difference a couple in a couple of ways. One is, um, you know, by leveraging care teams. But the other way is that, you know, if we can get, you know, do more surgeries in a shorter period of time, um, then, you know, for that time period for that anesthesiology. So instead of, if you get, you know, instead of five done a day, six done a day. And, and one of the things that we, we seeing in chartered surgical facilities that, you know, incredibly efficient because they're, they're doing simpler surgeries and that's all they, they can do. Then you're more efficient with the resources that you have. And this is the one advantage of using, uh, chartered surgical facilities that focus on one item. So even though we may have, a um, you know limited resources. If we use those resources more effectively, we get more surgeries done, and we get caught up on the backlog. Thanks, everyone. That concludes our announcement today. Um, thanks for coming out. If you have any other questions, feel free to follow up at the office. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day.